This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. His name is Roger L. Simon. He is an author and an Oscar-nominated uh, screenwriter as well. Roger, good to see you. How are you? Um, pretty good. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. As my book is coming out, I really appreciate it because that's what authors do. We like to <laughs> get the word out. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you're getting the word out on my show. The name of the book is American Refugees, The Untold Story of the Mass Exodus from Blue States to Red States. comes out January 9th, so uh, a week from today, as we're yeah, doing the yeah, interview. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. I'm told the, order, the orders are pretty good because... Thanks to Tucker Carlson, he gave a nice quote. <laughs> well, good. Well, we're glad that he did that. I don't know if he read it, but he gave me the quote. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he did that. Um, uh, again, um, it's American, American refugees, refugees. Go and get it. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. You know that I live in a red state. I'm in, I'm in Texas. I believe that you moved to, to a red state as well. There's a fear uh, for those of us who are in these states that the push will be to turn the state blue, even though you're running away from a blue state. Is that a real problem? Well, here's the interesting thing, and this refers to my book, because that's really the heart of what I wrote about. Because before I moved, uh, I used to hang out online all the time because I started something years ago called Pajamas Media, then it became PJ Media, and then I got blacklisted in Hollywood. It's a long story. Oh, wow. Anyway, I, got, I decided I was going to move to Tennessee to be near my friend Glenn Reynolds, the to put it. I, I, I'm not because Tennessee, as it turns out, is gigantic. Right. But Glenn was was supporting everybody at that point not to bring your California values with you, which is essentially what you were just saying, right? Now, what I discovered when I got here, meeting a lot of people in this part of Tennessee, particularly, had moved from California and New York and Illinois, and almost all of them were to the right of the people who are already here. Well, very interesting. See, that that was the fear. Now, I want to get into that a little bit. By the way, the name of the book is American Refugees, Roger L. Simon. Go and get it. You can pre-order it right now. It's out in a week. That's the fear is that everybody will say, well, this has turned into a, a, a horrible place. San Francisco, uh, L.A., Hollywood, New York, Chicago. People are rushing to places that aren't as horrible, but they're not changing their, their issues. They're not changing how they vote on values and policy. But you're saying that they are? Or or, or well, the one, they, they, or the ones or the ones that are leaving already conservative. Yes. The people that act look, it's a big deal to move. That's the truth. Yes. I mean I I'm I am you know, I, I haven't done it much in my life. I went from grad school to LA to be a screenwriter. I but that's a long time ago and I didn't have much stuff. <laughs> As a grown up I have a lot of stuff. I got a kid, I got a wife, I got and I'm not alone. I mean, so you you to, to move is a big deal. So what inspires you is not entirely the fact that it's cheaper to live in a red state. You don't have to pay state taxes, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's nice, but you but it's a lot more than that. And actually, by the time you actually make the move, you've lost the money and the tax advantage anyway on the move. So it's not even that simple. 
But the people who decide to do that are the ones who got fed up with California, Chicago, New York, etc. Right. Right. Uh, uh, Roger L. Simon, I want you to continue. I want to make sure that people know what the book is, American Refugees. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so I agree. And we got a lot of pushback here in a strange way because, you know, the, the thing about red states, now, I, I principally the book is about Tennessee, but I delved into Texas, Florida, Georgia, which is a, a, a troubling place, actually. Yes, it's purple now. And, um, you know, the, the, the local piles aren't as great as you expected they were going to be. I mean, some of them are. Like, Tennessee has good senators. Right. But but the actual state government, yeah. <laughs> so, and you would think it would be, even this is a two-thirds to one-third Trump state, easy peasy. Yeah. You'd think it would be great, but it's a little difficult. So then the the people, what I call the American refugees, and also uh, I call them the cavalry in the book, because they come to rescue the red state from itself in a very weird way. Now, That's course, interesting. Some people find that offensive. Well, I, I want to ask you how exactly you explained that they did that in, in just a second. It's Roger L. Simon. He's an Oscar-nominated uh, screenwriter. He's, he's an author. He's got a book out called American Refugees, The Untold Story of the Mass Exodus from Blue States to Red States. It comes out next week. Um, I want to start here, if you don't mind, because I think that you were probably in, in California when all this was going on. How, did, how does California go from a Ronald Reagan, who was a Democrat, but a very conservative Democrat, and then he turned Republican, obviously, and then you had an Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was kind of a, a moderate conservative light to Gavin Newsom, who's just a whack job. I mean, this guy's nuts. <laughs> I mean, how does how do the voters of California do that? Do they vote on on how good they look? Because he he doesn't bring anything, anything else to the it's table, little, as I can tell. That, you know, but, but besides that, uh, although my wife thinks that Gavin Newsom is ugly, but so that's <laughs> not, it's not beautiful. The, it, what you describe is a very interesting phenomenon that I certainly witnessed and, and was part of it because I was kind of a lefty when I was uh, much younger and went out to Hollywood. I, right. My, the first movie I wrote that was made was The Big Fix, which came from a novel of mine and starred Richard Dreyfus. Amazing. So I started, I was a normal guy for that kind of uh, world. And I, then when I woke up, sort of, Gradually, in the 90s, and certainly not, uh, September 11th completely flipped me. Right. I, I became a big fish out of water. But when it had happened, is the same thing had been going in. What had been, the, cut, the culture had been going to the left. The whole woke thing isn't brand new. Right. I mean, it, it, there were early versions of woke like 20 years ago. It's just got more and more until it was really insane and nobody knows what sex they are anymore. Well, Roger, I mean, it, it was a, it was a thing that you and I would look at back in the day, and we would say, and my parents would say, ah, that's just a crazy person. We're not going to worry about that person. Somehow they infiltrated everything. Hollywood, where you were, so you had to get out. Um, also, big academia, uh, big sports, big uh, big media, big tech. They've, they've infiltrated everything. So how did that happen? Were we asleep at the wheel? Yeah. Oh, I think we were. You know, I think that people like us primarily go about their business. Yes. And uh, live and let live. We thought that America was about little did we know. But, right. But I think that's a great deal of it. The other part about it is 
Uh, I think that a lot of stuff, in this case, I blame myself because I was kind of a 60s guy way back then. Right. Um, is that, you know, we thought we were really cool in the 70s, you know, and all that stuff. But the truth of the matter was, without knowing it, we were seeding the ground for what came later. Is uh, Roger L. Simon. He, of course, you know his name. You, you know his movies for sure. He's a, a, an Oscar-nominated screenwriter. He's an author now of a book called uh, American Refugees. I, I got to know because I know that that you uh, were the screenwriter for a movie that Bette Midler was in, and that Woody Allen, you know, was, was the guy. Do these do they hate you now? Because you you've got to oh, be well, completely the opposite still, of the no, way they think. I was still more liberal then. I was, I was sort of uh, on the way secretly to being more conservative. But I had my, you know, uh, what the, the real weird thing of that whole production was uh, that the movie was seized from a ball. The weird thing about it was that uh, we didn't know why Woody kept leaving the set all the time. He was never around. And we found out later that he was going off with this young woman, Sylvie. Yi. Wow. What is it in our brain? We've all heard about that since, yes. <laughs> So, so I mean, but but you see the way that like a Bette Midler is like going to leave the country or something, and she hates Trump, and uh, the conservatives are evil. I mean, is that just a an, an inbred Hollywood? You've got to think that way, or else you can't fit in. Uh, uh, for people, unless you're Clint Eastwood, when I'm when I say unless you're Clint Eastwood, uh, if you're that powerful and have made movies that made them a skillion dollars. Then they can't touch you. But there are very few people like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and and certainly not a writer. Is it? it I mean, you can be an Academy Award nominee like me. They don't care. Really? So, so if you've got a big enough name and you're and you're on the screen, you could probably get away with it. But a writer, they don't look at you in the same vein. Because when I knew that I was going to interview you today, I was very, very honored. I know who yeah. you are, and I know your movies, and I think they're great. I, I thought that you would have that kind of gravitas too. You don't. Not really. I mean, a little bit, but not. You know, it's not. You know, to give you an idea of the strange reaction. Of course, I was an odd case because I was seen as a leftist uh, in the last century, right? <laughs> then right. I came along and I helped start something called Pajamas Media. Then PJ Media still exists, and people were so annoyed that I flipped. That I got her that uh, somewhere along the line, only there, I got notes in my mailbox, we know where you live. Wow. So when you get something that says, we know where you live, you know it's time to move. It's uh, Roger L. Simon. The name of the book is, uh, again, American Refugees, The Untold Story, A Mass Exodus from Blue States to, to um, Red States. What I notice here in Texas is that there's something, turn Texas blue, blue Texas this, blue the other thing. There are some people moving to red states for nefarious reasons. They want state taxes. They want more regulation. They want more centralized power and control. How do you tell the difference? Well, it's it's an interesting question. You have to talk to be with, but uh, I think that's more true in Texas than in Tennessee. Ironically, I don't know why that is. Particularly, well, there you know one reason it could be is that Tennessee is very successful economically, but nothing is as successful as Texas. Right. I mean, there you've got all those corporations like Tesla moving down there, so that's going to attract. A lot of the people that you describe. Right. I got you. It's Roger L. Simon. Go and get this book, uh, American Refugees. Any thought process on why 
those who are left-leaning, why they want this, why they want centralized power and control. Why not? And again, I know that in the 60s you were that guy and then you changed and it opened your eyes. But this is what we mostly do as we gradually get older anyway, is we realize conservatism is probably more, uh, more sensible for a human being. Why do people want less freedom and liberty? Why do people want more power and control of centralized government? I don't want to look up to it and idolize a Gavin Newsom. I'd point it to my brain, and I'll tell you why I pushed in my brain. <laughs> They're brainwashed. They thought back in the 70s that being on the left was cool, but being on the left is no longer cool at all. <laughs> but it's still cool to them. Well, they, they still think it is, though. I mean, if you saw uh, over the weekend, you had this this idiot uh, who's actually was singing a song, American Idiot, Green Day. The lead singer changes a yep. line in that to say, we're not part of the MAGA agenda. I mean, these people are nuts. There's something, there's a screw loose. Yep. So they really think they are still the cool crowd if they lean to the left, and they're literally giving in to big government. It's weird. Well, they're living 40 years ago, and they, they, they haven't changed at all. You know, the one the one person we have here in Nashville that we got to, you know, the two big rock stars we got to hang, put our hats out to. What is, is John Rich, who wrote another quote from my book? He's a friend of mine, And yes. the other is Kid Rock. <laughs> These guys are great. Yes. <laughs> and they're the real hip guys, as opposed to the phony Green Bays who are, not, who are living in a, in, they might as well be living in the Middle Ages. One, right. one other point I'd just like to make is that I think, that the whole idea of Americans moving to save the country is an old idea and it still works. I mean, refugees built this country, good refugees, not illegal aliens, but yes. people that came here in the 20s went through, you know, Statue of Liberty and all that stuff for Ellis Island, but and they made this country great. And I think what we're going through now is the red states are being saved to some extent, at least, by the refugees from blue states? But it's an American way of doing things. Yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of people in red states will say that's not true. Roger L. Simon, go and get his book. By the way, American Refugees. It's out one week from now. You could pre-order it right now. Go there. You also look up everything he does on on the Epic Times. Uh, just go to theepictimes.com. Let, let me ask you about something that's for me really bothersome. I've got a piece of land. I've got a house. And people coming from, they're selling a house in California, two bedrooms, two baths for a million dollars. And they'll show up here in Texas and they're willing to drop a million dollars on a house that was evaluated at three or four hundred thousand. That's pushed all of our costs up higher. Um, oh, is, 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 is that something that's going to continue, do you think? Yeah, unfortunately, that's a bad spinoff of what's happening because, you know, you're selling your house in LA. <laughs> And you buy a nice house in Franklin, Tennessee, or where you are, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's uh, you know, everything's got its natives. <laughs> and right. I think, you know, until until this migration ends, I don't think this migration is ending soon unless uh, California in particular writes itself. But, I, you know, I was out there for Larry Elder's campaign, covering it for the Epic Times, and Larry's right. an old friend of mine, and it it ain't good. <laughs> well, 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 why, why, when they had the chance, why didn't they get rid of Newsom when they had a chance? Though they they had the chance to get rid of this guy. I mean, the recall was going to happen, but he wins. Why? Be well, because they're brainwashed. I mean, they, they, you know, I have members of my own family that are like that. I couldn't believe it. I, you know, the, the, I would say that. Look, see what Larry Elder says. You know, they, 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 what? Then you say to them, well, what did he say that was wrong? 
Right. And, and you get crickets. You get crickets. And then they go vote, go and vote for the Democrat. I mean, it, it's almost as if they go to hell if they vote for a Republican or something. Wait, isn't that weird? It's like, it's weird. If, 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 if Roger, if you Roger, talk, if you to, talk somebody to somebody who is anti-Trump and you say, why are you anti-Trump? And the answer is he's a racist. Well, what has he done that's racist? They can't answer that. Well, he's he's a he's a dictator. Well, what did he do that showed he's a dictator? He's authoritarian. Well, what does that mean? What did he do that was that showed he's authoritarian? He lowered regulations, lower taxes, more freedom. What are you talking about? They don't really know, do they? They just want to be part of the. I guess I'm going to go back to what you said earlier. Be in the in crowd. That's it. I mean, they're referring to their friends and relatives and their jobs. A lot of it is jobs because they're afraid that. If they say the wrong thing, out. Wow. And, you know, that's a legitimate fear because it might be true in a lot of instances. Yeah, well, as, as you said, it is. I mean, you as a writer and somebody who's very well known, you said that you were pretty much out, and, and that's just not right. At the end of the day, it's going to take a group of people to stand up, a, a group of people that have... Pre- presumed value, I guess, like a Clint Eastwood and so on, to say enough is enough. We're not doing it. You've got people like Kevin Sorbo. You've got people who are out there making independent movies. Nick Searcy. I mean, is that the right way to go when it comes to entertainment in Hollywood? Go and do it independently. There are people that will consume it. Well, you know, it's the only way you can do it. But the only prop, the problem with that, and I know those guys, is that you you are becoming the slave of finding some way to get the movie distributed. Right. And, and the, you know, movies are all about finally, not good, not, this isn't good, but it's the truth. Yeah. It's controlled by distributors. And the ones who get into the theaters, a lot of people are trying different ways. There's a group here in Franklin, these, the young guys that made um, the, the Jesus Revolution. Right. Uh, they had a, they, they got to deal with Lionsgate. So they are, Having a, a real distribution, and I've seen their new movie, which is coming out in February, and it's quite good. It's better than the other one. So well, they, they're learning. They're like there's like a movie studio in Franklin, Tennessee. Well, hopefully that's going to continue, and we're on, we're on the right track here to get Hollywood to 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 leave the grip of what value should be in movies and who who's allowed to make movies and write movies and so on. It's Roger L. Simon. Roger, I could talk to you for three hours, my friend. Let's do this again soon. Go and get this American Refugees. It's Roger L. Simon. Roger, thanks a million. Thank you for having me. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. appreciate him coming on. I appreciate you hanging out. Really cool interview. Go and get the, the book, American Refugees. Another big hour coming your way. I've got a lot of KJP to bring you. Oh, yeah, Corrine Jean-Pierre was on CNN or something today, just talking out of her, the side of her mouth again or something else. More of the Joe Pack Show to come. Stay here. This is the Joe Pack Show.